Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? Where do I find background music? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? Where do I find advertisers, etc.? The answer to every one of these questions is a really simple answer. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and 100% ridiculously easy to use. Even I managed to figure it out. It's, it's really helped me to launch Notorious POD and uh, it's an incredible service, really easy to use and the support team's amazing. So um, you've always got what you wanted and you wanted to start a podcast, then go to anchor.fm forward slash start and then you can join me as one of the many podcast creators and this diverse community of people and that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. Looking forward to hearing your podcast. Make some money at the same time. Yeah, man. Are going to hustle us? <laughs> Should have the cops around. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, hello and welcome to the Notorious Podcast. This is episode four, Liquid Swords. Um, you are listening to... The, the dulcet tones of myself, John Bass. This week, I'm up in sunny Coventry. Um, I was actually thinking it was going to be sunny, but it's actually pissing it down, so that's hilarious. Um, Gaz is actually living his best life in Vegas, so he's not here. So instead, I'm joined by the founder of the Curious Boys Club, friend of the show, and soon-to-be radio host, Corey Barrett. How are you doing, mate? You good? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Do you have a uh, ginger beer in hand? Always ginger beer, man. Right? The Krabby's life. Hashtag, hashtag Krabby's life. I'm holding it up now, people. <laughs> holding it down. Yeah. Keeping it real while either boys are blunts. <laughs> 40s and blunts. Yeah, the blunt smoke is everywhere. <laughs> we just It's just like a, a haze. We, we haven't stacked the, the phone on a, on a stack of Hannah Montana DVDs or whatever it is. Um, okay, we're also joined by uh, another member of the Curious Boys Club, Federal Agent and Vince Staples fan, Man Like Hugo. How you doing, right. boss? Yeah, good man. I like that intro. Yeah, it's good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I was writing it. I was like, what should I put? I want to like to kind of build it up and big it up. And I thought, I'm not sure what to go for. But yeah, like, you how you got to deliver? Well, yeah, true. But you made me feel important. So that's what exactly. that's what counts. John. It's the main thing as a host, you need to make people feel important. Yeah, so. yeah. Congratulations, mate. And we are also joined by birthday party enthusiast. I'm QPR fan. Kev. How are you, Kev? Yeah, good, yeah, good. Also known, known as Fat Dermot. Fat, fat Dermot. You do strike it, Dermot O'Leary. No, yeah, that's no, good. I can start again. <laughs> so, Kev has been essentially roped in to the podcast. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting for you, mate. Hopefully, it'll be interesting for, for everyone listening as well. So, no pressure, mate. Uh, so, um, just a reminder as Corey, you've obviously been on the show before. So, um, for people that maybe didn't hear the first ever episode when you, you told us a little bit about kind of Curious Boys Club and, and some of the things that you're doing, do you want to just kind of give us a recap as to kind of what it is and what you do? Yeah, so Curious Boys Club, it's just a case of old men gathering together, spitting a few creativity, positive vibes, trying to inspire everything and anybody from our, our sons, friends, friends of friends, just about how important creativity is and just being free and free to go and do what they want to do and inspire the future generation. Like we were saying, woos for the children. Yeah, That's what we're all about, positive vibes, sharing the love. Absolutely, mate. And you guys, you and men like Hugo, 
the Hugo Boss. You guys have got a radio show coming up soon, haven't you? Or it's in the works, at least. It's in the works. Yeah, it's in the pipeline. What's, a lot what's... of training sessions. <laughs> a lot of training sessions. Shots fired. <laughs> um, so what's the, what's the show, like, what's the essence of the show going to be, just for, like, so people want to check it out? Um, it's more going to be, well, music, but also what music has inspired us mm-hmm. to, to like, you know, music and for it to be a huge part of our lives. So, um, yes, you know, we're into hip-hop, R&B, Motown, soul, but I think you may hear other tracks which, you know, may, for whatever reason, have that imprint on your life. That's cool. Um, So it's going to be a mixture, isn't it, Corey? Definitely. Um, The only thing you probably won't hear is Hannah Montana. (laughs) 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 Maybe a fiery feet dance. Exactly, I mean, it's all good. Yeah. I mean, it's all good. But yeah, a lot of work to do first, John. Yeah, of course, of course, mate. Well, look, as this is your, you and Kev's both uh, first appearances, we always ask the guests the same question. So I'll start with you, Kev. If you were a a boxer, you're going into the ring, you can have any song as your walk on music, mate. What are you going for? (laughs) Anything in the world? <laughs> Put him on the spot there. Yeah, yeah. that's just the way. Lionel like, like Richie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem to see. If you turn, if you just get roped into stuff, mate, you, you should have said to Corey, "What's the running order? What are the questions?" Well, yeah, no. Oh, well, just sitting here looking pretty. <laughs> <laughs> looking pretty always works well on a, on a radio-based show or like a podcast. It'll come back to me when I think about it. All right, Hugh, I'm going to ask you the same question, mate. So. What you saying? You haven't sent me the running order, John. I have. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, this has probably occupied my life for the past week or so. Wow. Um, I've taken it pretty serious. Nice Unlike some. Unlike some, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've already pictured myself walking out of the O2, lights are dimmed. Um, obviously, the inferior competitor is in the ring already. Yeah, I didn't know um, you're fighting Corey. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the same age bracket. Oh, shots! So, um, yeah, so I, I uh, from the offset, decided that I wanted to be hard hitting. Okay. Um, you've got to make an entrance, so I drew up a little short list. He's got a shortlist. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this guy. Um, I don't know if you want to hear the shortlist. Mate, or... give us the shortlist. No one's ever done a shortlist. So they've got too much time on their hands. The problem is, if I reveal the shortlist, then somewhere down the line, someone's going to be stealing one of these tracks. But That's true. So the shortlist is Pheromont, Simon Says. So strong. Purely for the intro. And yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. It's just nasty, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so, savage. Um, DMX Rough Riders Anthem is Again, the other one. Strong. Um, but there was a last minute change, uh, so I decided to go with Adam F. Redman Smash Something. Boom. Um, purely because of the ridiculous intro. Um, yeah, I can imagine Love standing it. there, it coming on. And then just the references to the UK in there as well. Yeah. And UK producer. So Yeah, strong. Yeah, that's that's the walking song. That's and a good one. And then tripping so, over the rope. Just looking forward to my next fight. <laughs> tripping over the rope, walking and getting KO'd in the first oh, no. <laughs> Mate, Don't worry about that. There'll be an entrance. 
<laughs> feel like Prince Nassim over the, <laughs> over the ropes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, solid. Solid. Okay, we're going back to you, mate. Have you got yeah, something? Come coming on. back to me later, haven't we? <laughs> All right. So the next question is, you can only uh, have one album to listen ever again. So I always say, like, you're on a desert island, but, I mean, essentially... It's just like we're in a world where every other album melts away and there's only one left to ever listen to. Yeah. What would be your um, album of choice? Right, again, uh, I've actually really enjoyed this question and spent some time thinking about it. Thanks, um, mate. I'm pretty good at writing questions. Yeah. So but, like um, <laughs> there's, there's the obvious answers, you know, like Illmatic and 36 Chambers, etc. Mm. But um, there's one album which... I've literally, you know, always enjoyed start to finish. I think it's underrated. Uh, every track's a banger. There's party tunes. There's, you know, ghetto street tunes. There's yeah. nice hooks. And yeah, I'm going to controversially go for. I'm so excited! What are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's going to say. I mean, when you described that, I've immediately thought of Dre 2001. Right. No. See my. My favourite era is mid nineties to yeah. to ninety eight sort of. So um, I'm going to controversially go for the Jigger Man. Boom! Can't knock the hustle. Ooh! Yeah, and for me, um, it doesn't get the respect that it should do. Okay. But I think that's more down to the way he has taken his career afterwards yeah. um, with the commercialism and maybe who he's decided to marry etc yeah um so i don't think the pure hip hop heads look at it with as much respect as they should do i think that that's true of jay-z's whole career yeah because i think like reasonable doubt through to kind of like blueprint 2 the guy was just head and shoulders above most people yeah. and I really feel like he, he's created some incredible music in that period Yeah. and then the second half of his career if you want to call it that and the celebrity yeah. stuff with Beyonce has tarnished that a little bit for whatever reason but if, if you do look at it and take it back to, to that kind of point and even now like he's still better than most rappers now Yeah. and, yeah. and 444 was amazing Yeah. Yeah. so he's still got it like he's still yeah. he's still incredible but I wouldn't officially say it, but I'd, I'd go, you know, Can I Live is one of my favourite hip-hop tunes of all time. Yeah, fair. So, the Evil's for me as well. Yeah, well yeah. And Brooklyn's Finest on there as well. Yeah, So, yeah. Yeah, amazing. That's why I've gone for, yeah, that album. Okay, so Kev, a suitable amount of time has passed. You, you can decline the question. I'll decline it. He's declined it. <laughs> wow, the first man ever to decline it. Wow. He's getting that beer for free. I know, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Actually, if we do need a tea, Kev, then if you yeah, don't yeah. mind that, yeah. I'm quite good in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez, okay, cool. Well, look, um, I just want to say a big thank you. It's been a while since we've done a podcast, um, and I kind of was like looking through the old podcast to kind of see how they've been received. And we've had over 500 listens now across the first three or four episodes, which is really That's good. good really. Way more than I thought it was going to be. So, um, yeah, thanks a lot for that. Really grateful. And if this is your first time listening, um, welcome, but please feel free to subscribe to the podcast and listen back to the previous episodes. Um, all of the podcasts are available on anywhere you get your podcasts. So, Apple, if you haven't got Apple, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> Acast, what are the other ones? Pocket Casts, uh, it's everywhere. So, yeah, you can just you can just check those out. And, uh, Gordon, you your Android. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to Scoob if he's listening. Um, but, yeah, so you can listen to those on, on any of them. They're, they're timeless in the sense of they're about a classic album, so you can listen to them in any order. It doesn't really matter. 
Um, okay, so um, we gave you uh, a Kanye West special was the last episode. That was all the way back in June. Um, our last full episode was on Dre's 2001. This week we're going to head back to the East Coast, my favourite, and we're also going to head back in time. We're going to go back to 1995. It's time for the Notorious P.O.D. to bring you Jizz's Liquid Swords. Are you excited, gents? Yes. It's like being at primary school, isn't it? Are you excited? I've got sweaty palms. Sweaty palms. And that's just on a normal like, Saturday. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you um, sweat? Now, we, we picked Liquid Swords for a very particular reason. Uh, was it two weeks ago for yeah. your birthday? Um, you were purchased tickets by uh, Rhea and myself to go and see Jizza in concert in London. And then some amazing things happened, mate. So do you want to... The floor is yours, mate, to tell us more about your, your meeting, your situation. Wow. Slight pause there as I... Uh, <laughs> Dramatic pause. Right, <laughs> gather my thoughts and just go, go back to a few weeks ago. I was in the, getting in the lift at the hotel, staying at uh, an unnamed hotel. Yeah. I don't want to give it away because that's my secret hangout now. Yeah. Um, one of the waiters noticed on my jacket I had a Wu-Tang pin. Where'd you get that from, Corey? Man like Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Bigging up my friend here. The, the, <laughs> sorting the, me out. The cheapest second best birthday gift after the tickets. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, the waiter in the lift said, are you with the Wu-Tang clan? I was like, <laughs> of course. Not because <laughs> I, I sound very Brooklyn. Sound really, I'm not really down in the skinny trousers and my rolled up jeans. And, I mean, my yeah. first question is, did you not confront him for sort of racial profiling? <laughs> <laughs> that would be my first question. Why is that? Because of the Wu Tang pin. Oh, okay, fine, fine. It's the forty in the brown paper bag <laughs> and the blue. <laughs> he said that they were the Wu Tang were staying staying there at this hotel after Love Box. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't know that, but we went to saw my love, see them my love box, yeah. and uh, said, "Oh, you might find that he's staying here tonight." I was like, yeah, okay. Thought nothing of it. Went to the gig, enjoyed the gig. We'll get into it a bit later, but got out of the gig, all buzzing, all hyped, ready to carry on. Couldn't find anywhere to go around Camden Way. So oh, I was just head back to the hotel. So I went back to the hotel. Got to the bar, had a little drink. Who was standing there? It's Jesus' tour manager. And he's like, you just been to see the I said, yeah. Next to him was DJ Symphony. Damn. So he said, hey, do you enjoy the gig? I says, yeah. He says, give me t-shirt. Took my t-shirt off me that I bought off the street. Which, oh, which, which Corey is wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> and hasn't taken off since. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's not smelling great, but we've, we've, let, we've let it slide because the t-shirt is cool. Yeah. yeah. So DJ Symphony signed the t-shirt and then he said, uh, yeah, Jizz is going to be over in a minute after the gig. Hang around. He'll yeah. sign, his, sign his shirt. Kick back. And that's what he did. Jizz came in, came to the bar, shook hands, chatted for a little bit, signed my shirt. Then we just started chatting and he says, you know, come and hang out while they ordered some food. So we sat there, had a drink. Oh, the Jizza is sitting there having some food with his good lady and his tour manager and his DJ. And we're sitting there. That's just incredible. Like unreal. You could not have 
And he was nice, like really, like oh, decent so of his time. To, so down to earth. I mean, he didn't want to invade too much because he's just performed and yeah, he's yeah. doing his thing. So it's his, his free time, but he was really down to earth, real humble, just kind of acknowledged us, take us in, and so you know, cool. And it was his birth. It was his birthday a couple of days before. Somebody else's birthday in the bar, and they played happy birthday. And I just turned to him and I said, "How about my whiskey?" Say happy birthday, and he's like, "Yeah." Oh, that's wicked, man. So it's like, I was just buzzing. So you got the Jizza signature to add to your DJ symphony. Oh, my God. We, we all um, take some pictures of the T-shirt and Corey in it um, and put them up on the tweet, on the Twitter, so you can see that. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't wear it. I'd have it in a frame by now, I think. But, um, <laughs> it's I'll going say, in a frame after this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm saving it. I brought it out for you, John. Oh, man, I'm grateful. Grateful. Only, only the big dogs around the table wearing their full merch signed by, by live geniuses. So good stuff. Okay, to match, to match the tattoos. Well, exactly. We have got a lot of hip hop tattoos around this table, which is nice to see. Yeah, living the dream. There's a lot of love here. <laughs> That's true. Okay, well, look, before we go any further, we always have um, what we call the murder statistics. Which, if you've not listened to the show before, it's basically we go through the facts, stats, and all the details of the album um, before we get into the real nitty gritty. So um, these are going to be your murder statistics for Liquid Swords. Peace. These are your murder statistics for Jizzers Liquid Swords. Liquid Swords is the second studio album by American rapper and Wu-Tang Clan member Jizza, released on November 7th, 1995 by Geffen Records. Recording sessions for the album began midway through 1995 at producer Rizza's basement studio in the New York City borough of Staten Island. The album heavily samples dialogue from the martial arts film Shogun Assassin, while it incorporates lyrical references to chess, crime and philosophy. Liquid Swords features a numerous guest appearances from the entire nine-piece of the Wu-Tang Clan and also Wu-Tang affiliate Killer Priest. It was recorded in 1995 at a length of 50 minutes and 49 seconds on label Geffen MCA. The producer was RZA. Four singles from the album were I Got You Back, released August 22nd, 1994, Liquid Swords, October 10th, 1995, Cold World, November 28th, 1995, Shadow Boxing, March 28th, 1996. Jizza has confirmed since recording the album, he thinks that this is indeed the best album he has ever recorded. That was your murder statistics. Let's roll. So that was the murder statistics, uh, really enthusiastically done by me there, uh, not rushed, and there were no mistakes whatsoever, so that was the main thing. Always perfect. <laughs> it's, always, it's always really well done, don't worry about that. Um, any other kind of facts or stats that kind of shocked you boys or, or stand out kind of from you know, anything that was in there? I think looking back now, um, you know, obviously it's a short album, Yeah. Um, but then if you think about albums that were released around that period mm. then they're all sort of like 10 11 track albums it's true so um yeah because it's 50, 50 minutes so it's less than an hour it's yeah quite, quite crazy like yeah i don't know yeah you're right that era there was a lot of that was a kind of standard wasn't it I guess. yeah and it's that period where you know skits didn't exist yeah and it you know if you were going to have a form of an in, an intro, then it would just be attached to the track at the beginning. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess with Wu Tang, they used a lot of like samples, but they were like in the tracks rather yeah. than separate skits. Yeah. yeah, that's true. What does um, surprise me looking back is maybe that more Wu members don't feature on the album. Yeah, um, 
but then when you're trying to build your own identity then I guess maybe you know that's a conscious decision for yeah them. yeah I mean when I was going through it I was surprised actually there, there are more people than I thought were on there um, I, I, I agree with you I kind of felt like when I was ch- first checking out I was like oh there aren't many that like just from memory yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. actually I think to be fair, pretty much most of them feature, but they're spread out yeah, across the yeah, album, yeah. which is quite interesting because you're right. I think they didn't Small want too many parts as well. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really, yeah. Really, really niche parts. Yeah, but it's, I find it surprising that you know, "I Got Your Back" was the first single. Yeah, it's just crazy because you don't see it as like the standout hit. Totally. Yeah, totally. I mean, we we kind of were chatting before we started pressing record that we kind of were like Liquid Swords is the kind of the banger and it's the title track you kind of think yeah, like that's the go-to track isn't yeah. it that would be the first one yeah um, yeah I don't know why he's made that decision or maybe that was the record label's yeah. decision you know opposed to his you don't know do you but. yeah it's difficult because I, I think before uh, 36 Chambers I think Jizza and Rizza and ODB were in a group they were yeah. all in together now, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think they got messed around big time by the labels. Yeah. And I think that he might have actually chosen that. And it was the other way around. I think that he wanted to right. leave that. Maybe. I don't know. I'm but then he should have gone with labels. Shouldn't he? <laughs> Maybe, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's but, a, yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. But yeah. Some interesting stats, anyway. For sure, for sure. Um, okay, so I guess it's kind of an overall one because we, we did a, a Wu Tang um, 36 Chambers was the first episode. And then obviously, Corey, you were on that one. What would be your kind of like overall view of Jizz's solo career as a kind of a separate point? Because that's the thing about Wu-Tang, they all negotiated their own deals, they were all on different labels and they were free to do that. And um, so they all kind of went slightly different paths. So what would be your overview of Jizz's career, mate? Well, do you know, for me, I'm not so much of an overview, but it's just an observation from my point of view in terms of hearing Jizz's. Yeah. Because like on the 36 Chambers, you know, you don't really hear him too much on the album. Yeah. He's featured on there, you know, obviously he did a lot of work behind the scenes and stuff, but I kind of come across him later. Yeah. I think with all the other members, they all their albums were heavily pushed, promoted, and they kind of played on the radio a lot more. With Jizz's album, I thought it was a little bit more understated. Yeah. And I think, for me, maybe it's, it's more of a serious album. Where yeah. the other ones were more party albums and kind of like had that grime and that heavy hitting bass. Yeah. But Jizz, I think, is probably more of a connoisseur. And it's only really, really, as I'm older, yeah. I start appreciating Jizza and what he was able to bring to the yeah. group and to his solo albums around his career. Yeah. So I think with his lyrical work, it's just insane. The wordplay, the thought process, the levels that he kind of brings to the album, yeah. and to the, all, all the other members. Voice, you know, he's mm. he's definitely got a a higher <coughs> higher learning, higher yeah. kind of yeah. thought yeah. process than, than a lot of the other members, and I think it's taken its time for me to kind of appreciate, build, yeah, and appreciate yeah. his work. Well, yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, for me, he's the guru of the woo. Yeah, um, the intelligent speaker, thinker, um, the brains behind the operations. Mate, definitely. Um, Bit him like and Rizza. Is it like me? Yeah. Yeah. Corey's sort of like halfway through his whiskey or whatever it is. He's got Not when it comes to our radio show, but. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that initially 
people weren't aware of the impact that he was probably having on the woo as a whole. And I, I genuinely think if it wasn't for him and RZA, yeah. then the other MCs may never have been heard. Yeah. Um, because, you know, ODB was insane. Yeah. You know, Ghost was pretty insane. Meth, like, was, had, was also like a conscious rapper, yeah. but there was an element of, um, yeah, uncontrollable sort of... Um, yeah, about him really. Yeah. Um, so I think I think Jizza was just he's the brains the, he's behind the, genius, the operation. Yeah. Yeah. Method says you know, he's like Voltron. Yeah, yeah. Form, form like Voltron. Jizza's yeah. the head. And I think you mentioned obviously that they're all on different labels, yeah. which may not have been a conscious uh, decision at the beginning, but. I think it played into their hands by taking yeah. over the whole industry, basically. Yeah. So the, the backstory is, is essentially, after um, All In Together now kind of crumbled, RZA and... So RZA, Jizza and ODB are related. I think they're cousins, cousins and stuff like that, right? So those three are the kind of core. And, and a lot of people, including myself, before I kind of looked into it, just thought that they were all friends that grew up together, but they weren't. They were just heard about other rappers and they thought, look, we should build something that's like big, like a big group. and never really been done before in hip hop yeah. to that extent. And um, that, that's the kind of way that they wanted to progress with this. And, and basically watching all these like kind of uh, Shaolin films and all these different like martial arts films, one of the things was like any clan would like nominate one person to be in charge for a certain period of time. So RZA basically took this literally and was like, right, we should have an election essentially and someone should be in charge of all the decisions yeah. for a five-year period. So he was the one that was kind of tasked with, right, you're in charge basically. So any decisions, creative or otherwise, RZA had the final call. Yeah. And that five-year period began with 36 Chambers and part of his plan was he negotiated the deal so they could all have, when they broke off, from yeah. doing 36 Chambers, they could all negotiate their own deals. Yeah. That was part of his thing. Yeah. So it was like a master plan from RZA to say everyone should be able to negotiate their own deals. Right. And the five-year plan kind of ended when basically all of them had at least one album each. Yeah. And so at that point, he'd completely revolutionised the game. Yeah. And Wu-Tang was, is a global brand that's absolutely smashed it. Definitely. So his impact, like, I know we're talking about Jizza here, um, but RZA's impact cannot be understated. Like, absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, but I think by doing that, You've appeased the record labels because yeah. they're all getting like good sales, but then you've also taken over the whole industry, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. You've massaged everyone else's ego as well because, yeah. you know, for a group to be that together for that long, yeah. there's always got to be a bit of conflict and stuff, but letting everyone have, else have their own voice yeah, and their time and to their shine control yeah. is perfect as well. Yeah. Everyone's free to do what they want. Yeah, mate, absolutely for sure. Um, Kev, I want to just ask you this because we're, uh, Corey, uh, Hugo, and myself are like complete hip hop heads, so we're kind of really immersed into it. I know, like, when we were speaking before we started the pod, that you're, you enjoy all sorts of different types of music. Um, when did you kind of first come across like Wu Tang and what's your kind of like overview, a, a kind of like, not necessarily a hip hop head, but someone who just kind of enjoys music generally? What was your kind of overview of them? Um, it's probably through Corey, really. Yeah. Ever since kind of met with Corey. Uh, where we used to work um, but I haven't really listened to it that much and it's only now in the background kind of hearing everything come through yeah no, it's, it's, it's good it's, it, it still it still sounds fresh yeah and as you say not God knows how old this is yeah I don't know but it does 
sounds. It does sound fresh. It sounds yeah. good. Which is crazy. I mean, this is 94. This yeah. And, and I am going to now look into it and... And take it out. Yeah. Well, that's that's the idea of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you exactly. can, you hopefully, it might be something that you think, well, on the surface, like it's not really my interest. Yeah. But you kind of hear it and actually get like a, maybe a deeper appreciation of it, and and that's why, like, it's good. We always try and have people that are kind of interested in the specific album, but we've had other people on who like. So in the first episode, we had my friend Rich on, and he's more into kind of like rock and roll. Mm. So when we were talking about like Thirty Six Chambers, it was getting his like view on what it would be and, and understanding it. So it's always good to kind of get people's impact who aren't kind of directly involved in it. So that's cool. Um, you know what I, sorry, know what I really like about list, like the podcast and well, it's making me kind of revisit albums yeah. that I haven't really necessarily listened to for a while, but especially listen to the woo. Like yeah. Picking on Kez point how fresh it sounds. Yeah. Like you listen to the lyrics as well. And a lot of the lyrics are still relevant to what's being said now. It's totally. like 25 years ago, Compared to like now, whether they're talking about politics, the government, America, yeah. Trump, even yeah. Yeah. features a lot back then as well, and it's yeah. still relevant now. And you're thinking, you know, they were so ahead of their game in yeah. terms of what. Although what back then they all liked Trump. Yeah, <laughs> Ray, Rayquan, guess yeah. who's the black Trump? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, the tables are turned on Trump. He's like, what? Hip hop used to love me. Now what's happening? <laughs> Kanye's still there riffing through it, riffing through him. So that's fine. Um, can you remember the first time you heard Liquid Swords? Because so for me, because there's without giving you guys like age away, there's a yeah. there's an age gap between. So most of these albums for me are retrospective, like I'm having to come and revisit them and yeah. kind of and then yeah. learn them. So yeah. for me, the, like the first time I heard them's not when I was young. It's like more when I've been yeah. older. But for you guys, you kind of would have experienced this relatively recent to when it came out. So do you remember it? That's a bit harsh. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to like look at you're just singling, singling out the eye. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what's looking into Corey's eyes at that point? <laughs> I was waiting for sort of one of you to be like, come on, mate, it was 94, jeez. <laughs> Listen, I don't look as old as you, like, that's all I can say. <laughs> we'll take pictures later and you can see. Yeah, black don't crack, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was fresh in school still, in yeah, secondary yeah. school, picking up the tapes, going down to. Uh, there was not HMV, but it was like a Andy's Records. Our price. Our price. It was our price, you know. Just heading down there, like saving up my pocket money, picking up the tape for like six ninety nine, getting in my Walkman, bang. But it was just then I think throughout all of the Wu Tang albums and even the solo solo albums, fire. Yeah. Even then, but I think it's now like you really appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah. Before, I think now. You, you're like as a kid you don't really understand what they're talking about because no, exactly. you're not exposed to the internet and you don't really see their world yeah but for me obviously live, living in Brooklyn and being a little bit closer to America and seeing the lifestyle and stuff and then having the internet and being able to research and look a little, di- a little bit deeper yeah you can really appreciate what they're talking about and mm. everyone talks about their reality and it's not smoke and mirrors or anything like yeah, that yeah. it is literally their reality yeah. yeah and it's so far removed from what my reality was back in school yeah yeah so it's kind of I find it really interesting to talk about and just to think where I was listening to it and just listening to it as a pure sound yeah yeah sonically just like yeah Yeah. Um, but now as an appreciator of of the craft and you know it's not just Wu-Tang that listen to you know it's all 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 genres of music yeah yeah. so it's yeah it's really cool and interesting for sure. Man like Hugo, what are you saying? Yeah, um, 
I mean, I was first introduced to Wu uh, through my eldest brother, so you could just hear it coming from the bedroom. Yeah, um, yeah I love how you say eldest brother there. It's like, <laughs> um, Yeah, so uh, by sort of 11 or 12, I was buying my own hip hop and. Pretty yeah. rascal for an 11 year old. Oh, do you want to just listen to this uh, yeah. like Spice Girls type? No, mate, I'm listening now to I'm Liquid Swords. Now yeah. I'm older, I question my, my, my parents, really. But, um, no, initially I was introduced by my brother uh, by Wu Tang Forever. Yeah. I, I, was, I was indoctrinated, yeah. mate. That was it. Um, and by that album, you know, as soon as someone came in on the track, you knew who it was, mm. and I was doing my own sort of research and whatever. Um, but like Corey said, it's only as I've got older that I've started to appreciate uh, the individual albums. Um, and I think because they were dropping so many, yeah. Uh, so you know, within a few years, I mean, they're all dropping their own individual albums. They've every two, three years, you're getting another Woo album. Yeah. So. As much as you want to kind of, you know, rinse the album, like you also want the next relevant thing. For sure. So, yeah, it's only like maybe since we, well, since hip hop died a death in like early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine now. I enjoy, <laughs> you know, some of the, the latest artists now, but yeah. Um, it's probably sort of around 2000 that I started to kind of go back over yeah. like well Liquid Swords and, and other uh, first albums like individual albums yeah, yeah. and th- those albums you kind of alluded to Corey they do stand the test of time and you said it as well Kev like just listen to it now kind of we're just playing Liquid Swords in the background you, you, you just kind of feel like it's still really fresh like it doesn't sound like new hip hop <clears throat> But it doesn't sound 25 years old. Yeah, like yeah, it, it still sounds like hard to me and edgy yeah. and like hip hop that's still like this, like boom bap hip hop. Yeah, still it, it doesn't still doesn't sound as sharp and as good as this. Yeah, and that's I think it's such a testament to RZA's production. is is kind of timeless because yeah. it sounded like nothing else when it was released. Yeah, and so therefore it kind of you can't pigeon it at a particular yeah. time. Yeah, and I think that's that's really important. Um, okay, well look, I want to get into kind of the detail of the actual album. We're kind of giving a bit of an overview of Jizza, but. If you had to pick your favourite track and why, who wants to start with this one? Kevin, I'm not going to ask this one because no, I'm assuming you don't have a favourite track. I'm like Hugo start. I'm just going to download the album. Um, <laughs> Good man. I've got three favourite tracks. Many as three. Off this album uh, for different reasons, actually. Um, so, labels for me, the way yeah. he comes in on labels yeah. is just ridiculous. Hard, yeah. yeah, it's hard hitting. Um, it's one of those tracks that. You can just tell that someone's like messed him about, yeah. and and he was probably a bit naive going into the music industry, and he's been oh, I don't know, I swear. You can definitely <laughs> but, swear. Yeah, yeah, he's been fucked over, like, and and you can just hear that rawness in his voice. Man, and for sure. um, I don't think it, until you actually get the lyrics on paper, yeah, you don't realise how many record labels he's dissed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, twenty-seven's the actual figure. Uh, I've oh done more research. shit! Yeah. Could have told me that before I did the rap stats, mate. Yeah. To shame, Mur- murder Jay. stats. Um, Damn. Yeah, twenty-seven and ones which you you, you know obviously don't even exist mm. anymore. Um, but 
that track for me, just for the hard hittingness, is what like one of my favourites. The other is Cold World. Um, I love the sample, love the the beat, the the sort of eeriness yeah. to it. Um, the story, you know, it's it's almost like a um, Freddy Krueger type, yeah, like a horror vibe. kind yeah, of thing, horror yeah. type vibe, yeah. Um, but yeah, that track—that's probably my favourite track, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one, I think you mentioned it already, is "Living in the World Today." Yeah, yeah. Just um, ridiculous beat. Yeah. He he rides the flow yeah. like effort effortlessly, yeah. no problem at all. And yeah, those three tracks for me. You know, I could sit here and say Liquid Swords, but um, those three stand out to me the most. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, look, we're going to have a little blast for Loon in the World today because it's an absolute jam. Corey wants some more time to to work out his his favourite tracks. I don't think he's got enough time to listen to the whole album <laughs> and then decide. But we'll have a little blast of living in the world today. Okay. Okay, I can't play too much because I'll probably get sued. Although I've been playing most of the album in the background, so uh, if you're listening Geffen Records, do not sue me. Um, <laughs> so, cool. What, what are you? Uh, what are you going for, mate? Is your um, is your favourite Jizzer track? So, I, I'm not going to go into as much detail as you go because yeah. you've just been geeked out and whatever. But I'm going to go <laughs> from just pure 27 love record labels. <laughs> pure love. You're saving that up. Are you so happy with that? If you want me to list them, it's not a problem. <laughs> He's got it written down. List them. <laughs> He's got. Oh my God! God. We got Tommy Boy, Living Large, Tommy Death Jam, Rough House, Ruthless, Jive, Sleeping Bag, Tough City, Virgin Records, Merce, Mercury, Capital, Epic, Wild Pitch, Uptown, Fourth and Broadway, Ireland, AM, Pendulum, Columbia, RCA, Atlantic, Bad Boy, Arista, Motown, uh, yeah, Motown, CBS. To be fair though, if you've never heard the track, it's a very, very clever play on words. It's kind of like a rap and a story where he uses the label names, but like exactly. in sentences is very, very smart. Yeah. Brilliant. Very, very smart wordplay. I mean, that's why he's called the genius, because he's next level. Yeah. Um, well done, mate. I'm, re- I'm really pleased you've done the re- It makes me feel good when like guests go to the next level with their research. That's no what you problem. expect. That's what you expect from this one. We're coming on the podcast first time and not doing research. <laughs> yeah, Kev. Yeah, Kev. <laughs> What's your favourite walking music? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just basics. Come on. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. <laughs> the Hannah Montana podcast. Kev's got a new podcast out next week. Just doing, just doing some research on how to deliver a perfect podcast. Um, but you will. We'll come back with one. Yeah. I can't wait to be a guest on this. What's your favourite Hannah Montana episode? Oh, don't know, really. Just sort of come back to me. Um, okay, cool. What are you saying, bro? What's your favourite uh, jizzer track from Liquid Swords? Um, I have to agree with you, Hugo, on you know, some of the points. And I, I really, for me... Living in the world today. Yeah, it's amazing. I've just got, you know, from a pure 
banger. Yeah, lyricism, how it kind of kicks in. It just grabs you and it just keeps you there yeah. at that level at all time. Uh, like I said, I haven't got as much detail as this one. Who has, mate? That's that's the yeah, man. I know, you know, even Wikipedia's struggling. Yeah. yeah. I, I sort of feel like we should just got rid of murder stats and yeah. just had man like Hugo stats. Definitely. Just got yeah. into next detail. episode. I, do you know what the best thing about it is? I know he's got more. I know he's got you're more right, in there. Right. He's like, go on to the next bit, go on to the next bit. I've got a good one You've for that. You've always got to leave people wanting more. It's true, mate. Listen. Build it up for our radio show, <laughs> yeah. which is going to be coming soon. Yeah, yeah. F- first uh, episode of a radio show about liquid swords. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Really, that isn't it? Yeah, we're actually recording this. This is our, <laughs> yeah. our first radio oh, show. Okay, like There's that. no music though. It's just one-hour stats. <laughs> uh, bang! Just <laughs> listing things. <laughs> um, well, my favourite track is Investigative Reports. A couple of reasons. One, uh, the beat is hard. I'll, I'll play a little bit loud in the background. The beat is really hard, like like all the tracks really, because Riz's production is always just really sharp. Um, it's got Raekwon and Ghostface, yeah. banging. Just, I mean, you got's on there as well, but those yeah. two together, it's always such a good combination. Yeah. Always find Ray, uh, his flow is, it's kind of in that little cut where it's like it's not laid back, but it's not like over the top. It's just like a perfect tone of aggression. Yeah. Ghost is obviously like quite high pitched and like coming at like just attacking you, and then Jizzard just cuts through both of them with this like perfectly calm, clever intellectual yeah, flow. True. And it's just, it's just a, like it's just a smart record. The sample's wicked. Like it, for for me, it's like as soon as I hear it, I just think, ah, oh, Jizzard, Wu Tang, like early nineties New York. I love it. I just think it's a wicked track. So yeah, that's that's definitely my favourite. But yeah, um, also I would say a shout out to, to Bible. Uh, basic instructions yeah, yeah, yeah. before leaving Earth. Another yeah. um, amazing track. Um, again, the sample's wicked. It's, it's different to everything else on the album, I'd yeah, say. Completely. It's, it's very like a positive message, and it's almost kind of talks about religion and, and his kind of like uh, struggle to get to grips with the way he was raised in like a religious family and, and seeing like things that happened in his life kind of change the way he felt about things and doing his research into kind of you know where religion, the origins of religion, basically. Yeah. And um, I mean, Jizza, aside from being called the genius, he is genuinely like really smart. He's like got a PhD, PhD in astrophysics or something crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the guy is good TED talk. Yeah, Jizza's TED talk is actually really amazing, and the guy is genuinely like very very smart. So when he talks about things, it's like you can research what he's saying in the tracks, but also like research what he's talking about and, and actually yeah. kind of find out a load of history and yeah. and like philosophy and, and religion and stuff like that. So it's, it's really interesting. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably my favourite. Um, the next question I've got on my running order is favourite lyric. To me, when you've got an album like this that's so lyrical and yeah. so like yeah. to pick out one it's I think is, is unfair, but yeah. are, there, are there any verses or tracks where you think particular? I mean, I was actually going to say labels for me. Yeah. Because the wordplay is so smart, words, yeah. it's just like, it's just so genius. It's yeah. just that opening, opening sentence. Yeah. Just, Tommy ain't my yeah. fucking boy. You just cannot yeah. be that from anything. <laughs> yeah. It's just there, straight to the point. Yeah. yeah. Bang. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's not, you know, it's not literally like listing one label after no, the exactly. other, like you said. Like you did. <laughs> yeah, like, like I did. It's, it's, you know, mentioning maybe a certain aspect of the name or the label itself yeah. um, and yeah the play on words the two meanings behind each yeah. thing he's saying is brilliant the thing is there's like there's quite a few rap songs that take a subject yeah. and then like like Ludacris is really good at that yeah, yeah. he'll take like um, I've got hoes Ludacris yeah and everything is like hotel yeah. hors d'oeuvres all this sort of stuff right and so he takes a subject and like makes loads of plays on words the difference with this is like he's taking a subject matter which is labels 
but rather than like one word that links them all, they're all different titled labels. To, yeah. So to make that go through and also talk about how labels are bullshit is so fucking yeah. smart. Like it's so layered. Like it's incredible. So yeah, I'd say like all the tracks have an amazing lyrical content, but that is like next level. Yeah, shit. yeah, that's the kind of thing that's you know it's similar. Completely different subject matter, but is similar to Big L. Yeah, you know where he. he Ebonics. Uh, Ebonics, yeah, where he explains every meaning to you. And yeah. that's what I think Wu were the first group to to, to kind of spit um, you know, their slang yeah. and, and not change it for, yeah. for the benefit of like mainstream yeah, audience. For sure, yeah. definitely. And, and I think that that became like a big part of kind of... I mean, Ghostface, like, even now, I don't understand half of what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah. I genuinely just, like, I don't know what that means. I get the gist of what the, the song is yeah. about, so I can kind of work it out. Um, but, yeah, a lot of it is, is kind of over the head and, and then unapologetic about that, which I really like. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just think it's absolutely wicked. Okay, so this is a real tough question. So, Liquid Swords is, is genuinely considered to be, like, a, an amazing album, aside from the Wu-Tang, like, kind of canon. But what is the best solo Wu-Tang album <laughs> that is like Corey's currently got his hands over his face yeah because he knows he's about to commit treason yeah yeah <laughs> I can't do it I just can't do can't it put one member down yeah it's just like picking a favourite child which I do have <laughs> that's yeah. easy that's easy <laughs> oh, Marley. Marley shave lies honestly <laughs> no, he loves Liverpool more than both of you so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it I can't do it Okay. I'm not abstain. It's wow. What is it called? Pleading the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the kev. <laughs> yeah, doing a kev. Always <laughs> doing a kev. <laughs> lived in America too long. Yeah, exactly. Okay, no, so it's down to us. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think it's down to personal perspectives. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, you know, in terms of not necessarily stating that they are the best lyricist or. Yeah you know, um, the best rapper. Um, but for me, it's going to be Ghostface. Oh, damn. Supreme clientele. Oh, it's so good. And that's purely... So good. Like, Fuck. if I listen to a Wu album, yeah. you know, I love Ghostface, but I'm not necessarily going to think he's the best lyricist on the album. Yeah. But... When it comes to individual uh, projects, yeah. his voice, like just yeah. the tone of his voice, just gets me every time. Yeah, and yeah, the tunes on there are just bangers. Yeah, I mean, Supreme Clientele is well up there for me. I love that album. Um, I probably, if you really, really pushed me, I probably would go Liquid Swords. Yeah, and and very close would be uh, Built for Cuban Links. I don't think there's much between them. Like, if you asked me tomorrow, I'd probably say it the other way around. But I do think them two <laughs> yeah. are the most consistent. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Kev, okay, well, I would ask you, but I'm assuming you're just going to no, pull a Kev. Don't worry about it. I'll pull a Kev on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new dynamic to the podcast. You have three guests. One of them just goes, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I just don't, don't know anything about it, to be honest. Um, okay, cool. Right. Well, let's... Because that was too hard that Corey couldn't even get involved in it. So I have prepared a quiz... And I sent you a copy that doesn't have the answers on, and I have the answers yeah. in front of me. Yeah. So shall we do a little pop quiz on the woo? Yeah. Okay. So, question one. 
three questions, so everyone's involved in this one. Yeah. Okay, you can just guess, mate, if you're, if you're not sure, based on our knowledge. Okay, so after the release of Protect Your Neck, Wu toured with which other hip-hop group? A, Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. B, Cypress Hill. C, Jungle Brothers. Corey, what's your, what's your guess, mate? Cypress Hill. Man like Hugo? Yeah, I was just trying to t- take a, an educated guess to like who was big during that time. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to say Cypress Hill myself. But um, you've done some research. No. <laughs> so I Googled yeah, it and found willing, out the answer. I'm not willing to cheat. Um, yeah, that's, that was my first thought, so I'm going to okay. stick with that. Why did you boys think that? I'm interested. Because they were huge. At yeah. time, I just thought... That- Smoke, smokers yeah. around yeah. from the, you know not so necessarily the same area Jamaica Queens and kind yeah. of like Stanley, I did. but they're all over yeah. but I thought they were yeah. roughly around the same and time yeah, yeah I, I thought about the um, the sort of like area aspect um, so Tribe came in to it a little bit but for me um, maybe Tribe were too big at the time yeah I mean uh, when so, I was doing this, obviously I had the answer, and so the other two, I was trying to think of who were big acts yeah. you know, before that time, so they I'm would sure. have been bigger yeah. than we were. Yeah, yeah. Cypress were big enough to hold a, a like a headline, you yeah. know, like main stage. Yeah, Jung- Jungle Brothers, I don't think would have been headlining at that point. But then, how big was the um, how big was the venue? You don't know, do you? Exactly. Want to guess, Kev? You got one out of three, mate. Yeah. Well, an educated guess would have to go with B, wouldn't it? It was the same as everyone else has done. That is a smart thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Two hip hop heads ago. Right, well, I can reveal the answer is not a tribal quest and not Jungle Brothers. It's Cypress Hill. But just, I knew it. Just he said, "Well done, Kev. Nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it." Just to um, give you some some hip hop knowledge, because I like to drop some bombs on you. Jungle Brothers uh, were led the way for Tribal Quest. Yeah. So Tribal Quest kind of got not kind of rode the coattails, but um, Jungle Brothers really pushed through Tribal Quest. Okay. And I think it was one of the Jungle Brothers who told them to call themselves. Uh, they were going to call themselves Quest. Right. And he went, no, you want to think of something different, like a tribe called Quest. And so, like, literally last minute, Q-Tip was like, yeah, we're called a tribe called Quest. So, Jungle Brothers... must have been around your era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. Corey remembers that well. Okay, question two. A tribe called Curious Boys. Exactly. There you go. Should have, should have nicked the title, mate. <laughs> question two. Who was the first non-Wu-Tang affiliate to feature on a Wu-Tang album? And what I mean by Wu-Tang album is not necessarily... The group, yeah. as in any of the Wu Tang members' solo albums and Wu Tang albums. Yeah. Who was the first non Wu Tang affiliate to feature on a Wu Tang album? A. Q Tip. B. Nas. C. Fat Joe. B. Me. <laughs> you got to answer quicker if you want the if you want the first oh, choice. Like yeah, <laughs> there is no buzzer. Maybe I should invest in a buzzer. <laughs> right, I'm going B as well, but my justification for B is Q Tip. Isn't raw enough. Yeah. Uh, Fat Joe is probably kicking it with DITC back then. So Nas. Kev. B. <laughs> I'm just thinking B all along. <laughs> okay. Well, I can confirm. It's not Fat Joe. Well done. It's not Q-Tip. 
So the answer is Nas. Now, right, for yeah. a bonus yeah. point. Two from two. Can you tell me what the song is? Um, you both definitely know it. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's uh, going to be something to do with Brooklyn. Um, but no, I can't. It's I can tell you what album it's off. It's off Ghosts. Ray, Ray and Ghost. It's off a Wu album. It's only built for Cuban links. Yeah. Okay. In, uh, verbal intercourse. Verbal intercourse. Bang. Boom. Barrett. Verbal. Back in the mix. Okay. Hashtag no research. <laughs> <laughs> no research. Yeah, that one straight off the cuff. I was quite impressed with that. I had a five-year-old party to plan, a cake to bake, and a sneak we rent to go to. And, and a no podcast time. to do. And a podcast to do, which I didn't do no research. I love the sneaker event you had to go yeah. to. I love the way at no, I didn't want to go, at no but... point did he mention a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to have one of those. you got to have one of those first. Life is my job. <laughs> Being a baller. Yeah. Um, okay, question three. This is unbelievable. One of these classic Wu solo albums didn't go platinum. Yeah. Okay, A, Liquid Swords. B, Only Built for Cuban Links. C, Takao. Yeah. My Which I could not right. believe it. I had to double, double check it because I was like, I cannot be right. Because any of them is a shock for me. Yeah. My answer, I'm going to step in here. Go first. Yeah, go I'm letting you go because I know what it is. Okay. Mm. Well, you've done your research. No. Right, my answer is going to be Takao. Okay. Um, purely based on the fact that I think it was one of the first to drop solo-wise. Um, and the other... I, don't, I hate to say it, but I think the other two are better. Okay. Cool. B. <laughs> there's, a, there's a theme here. There's there is a theme. theme. Okay, but I'm going to assume you're going for B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I would agree with your rationale, Hugh, that uh, Takao is, I hate saying the worst, but is not the best of the three. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it has sold more records. Okay. Uh, Liquid Swords has gone platinum. So that leaves only built for Cuban links. Didn't go platinum, it only went gold. That is fucking, go and buy a copy now. Make it platinum. That is gonna be my Twitter campaign. Everyone in the world, I want, the, I want it to go platinum now. Yeah. And How is that a, album not platinum? Challenge. That is a fucking yeah, disgrace. If, you, if you're listening to this, <laughs> and you don't own a copy of only built for Cuban links, and you like hip hop, you're a fucking disgrace. <laughs> Rory only went for a, uh, Rory. <laughs> Corey. Corey's brother Rory. Corey only went for B because his son's middle name is Ray. Exactly. I knew the answer. <laughs> and Kev only went for B because it was because it was B. Which is a good rationale. And I didn't. I'll show you boys now. But yeah, they are all B, and they X marks the spot. And I yeah. didn't even notice the pattern written down. So that makes me completely <laughs> switch. I, sh- I should have. But then I thought, well, you know, yeah. if you do it, you know. Okay. Well, look, we're going to have a quick break because I need to go to the toilet and have another beer. Corey probably needs another whiskey. It's all about um, the knowledge. Yeah. That's all I can say, boys. And we're going to give Kev some more time to think of his boxing entrance. <laughs> we will get an answer for you. We will get an answer. Um, okay, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back after this. Just let them get one, that's all we need. Okay, so um, we just had a little break there. We are restocked with beer. We're now on the Star Primen. Yeah. Corey's still on the... What are you drinking, Cor? Cavassier. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> Pasta Cavassier. It's Busta Rhymes that's, in the corner. That's not a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> Good man, right, okay. I'm in your house. True, you, true. It. Yeah, you have it stocked, so technically... It's because I have black friends. That's a good point. <laughs> black friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the one. 
Next. Next. And is that on your list as well? Black friend, tick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's an inclusive podcast. It's what we're all about, you know? Yeah. One team, one dream. Okay. So, we've gone through our uh, quiz, which is a good effort. And now I want to get back into kind of a bit more detail about Liquid Swords. Um, the whole album, like most of the first uh, debut albums, were like solely produced by RZA. Um, I just want to talk about him a little bit more in terms of like his style. Uh, we've spoken about it before on the podcast because we've spoken about it on Thirty Six Chambers. But um, I think on Liquid Swords, like the samples, he's like goes quite heavy on that. So I just want to get your guys' view on kind of Hazy's production on this album and maybe like in contrast to the others. For me, um, you know, from a technical point of view. I'm no producer at all, but um, you know, in terms of Dre or or other producers, which are clean cut, mm. I think um, you've got to take into account the the time um, in terms of the era that it was dropping. Yeah. But um, I I love RZA. Yeah. Um, it, he makes you feel like you're in that studio with him. Yeah. And whether, like the MC sounds like p- potentially he's he's too close to the mic. Yeah. Now when you get that puff, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that popping sound. You can like hear every little yeah. bit in the mouth. Yeah, but it? it's perfect. It's mm. not too much and it's not too little. And then the samples are just ridiculous. The yeah. beats, razor sharp. The, it is razor sharp. Razor sharp. Yeah. Yeah, hence the name. Yeah. Fun. But, um, yeah. And I think that's why maybe, um, like, younger generations don't get it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I told the story when we did the 36 yeah, Chambers yeah. about this lad at work, and yeah, he was yeah. asking me for old hip hop, so I gave him Dre 2001. And Dre's production that's has always hip-hop. been exactly <laughs> Dre's. Well, because I wanted to start him off, like, and then went my way back. But Dre's production's always been and remained like crystal clear, and it sounds yeah. even his stuff he was making like in the like, kind of. NWA era still sounds really clean and not really nice so it kind of holds up like from a kind of sonic point of view yeah and then I gave him Wu-Tang and he just couldn't listen to it he's like it just doesn't it sounds like it's been recorded next door and like you're just recording it through the like walls which I I totally get it for me as well though back then that was you know East Coast was there was worlds apart yeah absolutely like both vocally and with the production yeah they wanted it to sound raw yeah exactly whilst the West Coast, you know, everyone's having a nice, yeah, yeah, nice dance. Everyone's smoking weed. Yeah. They wanted that smoothness. And that to me is like on a wider point. It's like why hip hop's so brilliant because you kind of got two coasts yeah. that are almost like two polar opposites yeah. of your two different movements. countries. Like yeah. yeah, and you can you can kind of vibe out to like West Coast hip hop by a pool, chill out to the kind of G funk sound, just yeah. like like mac out and relax yeah. and if you just like you want to like you know just like get into a zone if you like yeah. I don't know going boxing or you want to get in the mood for like a football match you just got like dark yeah. hip hop and like really lyrical and yeah. something you can really listen to and then you have artists from both coasts that do the opposite sound yeah yeah. it's, it's amazing like to me it's like the best thing I've ever heard to sum it up is Tupac was a West Coast rapper with a New York flow yeah. and Biggie was an East Coast rapper with a West Coast flow <laughs> yeah. it's like that is spot on and that's yeah. why like hip hop is so malleable yeah, like. yeah. Um, but yeah, what about you, Cole? What, what are you saying about kind of Riz's production style? I mean, I know we've spoken about this directly before, but um, on this particular album, did you think there was any like changes in his approach on this, or is it kind of fits into the, the canon of Wu Tang? I think there's a obviously a conscious effort for his cousin to, you know, mm. family member. He runs deep. 
Sure. Yeah, they've been they've been rolling together for a long time, and you know, I think maybe that's why he was released later mm. to kind of give them time to actually get through the thought processes and do the research. Yeah. Because there's so many layers to this album. Yeah, yeah. So many layers. We've spoken before again about stripping out the lyrics and looking at the samples of each of uh, from hip hop, and you can you can just start to hear. Yeah. And it's only now that you can really hear like the undercurrent undercurrent of different layers yeah. of the musical instruments, the samples, and just yeah. the loops of certain instruments. And it's just it's incredible. It's yeah. incredibly technical. And you think 25 years ago this was done. Yeah. And it's still. Sounds amazing. I mean, even this track you can hear in the background, Cold World. Yeah. This is a Stevie Wonder sample, uh, Rocket Love. And I really love Rocket Love, the, the song by Stevie Wonder. So as soon as like, because again, I heard the Stevie Wonder record because my mum listened to like Motown and stuff when I was a kid. So when I was like introduced to this album, I was like, oh, this is like a Stevie Wonder <laughs> sample. And I like, had it the other way around, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like the samples are just kind of next level, I think, on, on this album. Um, is another bonus round question for you because you just reminded me of something. Right. What was the first solo album? B. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Kim. laughs> correct. Was it uh, okay? <laughs> was was it A. Cuban Links? Was it B. Tikal? Was it C. B. <laughs> correct. Yeah, Tikal was the first uh, solo Wu Tang album, and the reason was is that they always had well, Rizzo. So you know, was talking about this five year plan. Mm. Rizzo had this idea of they should all have solo albums but Method Man should be the first one because he felt he was the most individual and identifiable by voice Yeah. which is why Method Man the track on 36 Chambers is his own record yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. because that was like a precursor yeah. Yeah. and you're thinking like they're not joking like everyone's playing checkers Everything Wu-Tang were playing chess yeah, they yeah, were really definitely. playing chess like he was looking at it going okay we'll put this record on yeah. that was released as a single off that yeah. album and it's essentially a solo record yeah, yeah. And then his album was released first, and obviously we saw from the quiz earlier like that went platinum, so that worked. And it's like RZA really like even for us, I know we're all massive Wu Tang fans. That RZA's actual uh, kind of legacy is unbelievable. Yeah. Like the, the the brand of Wu Tang is yeah. humongous, and like everything was kind of started in that first five year period. Yeah. It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Now that's the thing, like. Um... For, for them to to have that long game view and for everyone to be to be happy or like to accept the fact that meth's coming out first yeah is but just knowing that their time will yeah, come yeah 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 and it's all part of exactly, a wider plan yeah. Yeah. but yeah. So I was going to say that, sh- that strategy yeah yeah for you know, sure I think everyone nowadays you've got to have a strategy whatever you're doing whether it's social media yeah. within your career you've got to have a plan and strategy like mid short-term, long-term view of what you want to do, how you want to put things out there. Yeah. Whether you're an artist or a designer or whatever, to have that vision, you've got to yeah. try and have some foresight in like what you want to do. Yeah. And, yeah. Try and, and to take that risk that, you know, yeah. is my time going to come? But yes, the time came for everyone. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? exactly. So it's I a mean, gamble, isn't it? But it paid off. That's the thing. They showed faith in RZA. Yeah. And what he delivered for them all was a platform. Like ultimately, if they made garbage albums, yeah, yeah, then it's up to them. And like everyone had a platform. He produced, I think, pretty much all of their first albums. So it wasn't as if he was kind of like, oh, I'll just do Jizzers or I'll just yeah. do whoever's. He like gave them all the platform, and he said you can negotiate your own terms, your own deals. And like he he really did give them their own platform to kind of do what they want to do. And I think his impact on hip hop has 
it, it's got to be up there. Like everyone immediately thinks of like the Dame Dashes and, and the Diddies in terms of like being a mogul, but in terms of like being a creative and yeah. also building a legacy, yeah. I struggle to find anyone that rivals Rizzo for that. Yeah, to be to be inside it, so to be a creative and then also create this global brand. Yeah. Like anywhere you go in the world, yeah. if you wear a Wu Tang T-shirt, everyone knows exactly who yeah. it is. Everyone. Yeah, it's up there with like Coca-Cola, with yeah, Nike, Nike, like anyone. Nike, yeah. People will see Absolutely. it and be like, "Oh, Wu Tang Clan." They might never heard of Wu Tang Clan, yeah. but they know the symbol. Yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? You know, it's not until you analyze it like that yeah. that you realize, you know, that they were the first to to be such a big group in yeah. hip hop, first to release clothing, yeah. like first to have a. PlayStation fucking yeah. game or something. Which yeah. like it was absolutely <laughs> sick. If anyone remembers that game, you had to have secret codes to unlock bits because it was so violent. But who else epic. does that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, people like Fifty Cent jumped on that yeah, like, yeah. years later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mate, definitely. But, yeah, in terms of changing the whole industry, yeah. that is it. Yeah, it's next level, and that, that's for me is why I think like RZA, his whole legacy is like absolutely next level, and and should be kind of uh, thought of in that way. His legacy is absolutely amazing. Um, okay, so um, what do you think uh, this this particular album, so Liquid Swords, um, impact has had on on hip hop as a whole? So for me, like obviously it's, it's an amazing album, and like his particular style is incredible. But this album's impact for me would be like the lyrical side. Yeah, I think it made rappers go, "Holy shit!" Like this yeah. is another level of lyricism that we maybe need to get to. But what, what, what's your kind of view on the impact of the album? That's my opinion. Um, for me, you know, like, so you think about the late 80s and I love, like, Big Daddy Kane. Like, it's amazing, yeah. do you know what I mean? Incredible. But when you actually analyse what he's rapping about, yeah. it's just pure, I'm better than you, um, I'm going to get the girls, I'm good looking. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's I'm going to get the money. Yeah. Nothing grimy about it whatsoever. Yeah. Whilst Jizza and the Woo switched the game in yeah. that aspect, they're the first to to start talking about just reality. Yeah. Like the first to kind of mention having no money, can't yeah. can't feed the family and yeah, whatever. Welfare stamps. Yeah. 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 And and I don't know. Maybe before before them, people didn't think that that would sell. Yeah. But. I think Wu and and Jizza like proved that it would. Yeah, I don't know if this is a phrase, but I feel like it's reality rap. Yeah, it's like you're right. Like those those rappers when it came out of the kind of like eighties into the nineties. Rakim's a little bit like that as well. His his is all about how I'm better lyrically than yeah, you, and yeah. I can kill you with my words, and and it's all about like confrontation. But it's not actually like any real story. I mean, yeah. I'm doing him a massive disservice, and I yeah. really rate Rakim. But generally, like he's known because his his flow is ridiculous. And it was about how he's a better MC than you. Yeah. And like they were really the first, well, certainly the first group that took this reality rap concept of, of yeah. things that weren't flashy, that weren't good, that were negative things and kind of just put it out to the world. And I think that's what was appealing was kind of like a different story. And for people that kind of felt like maybe marginalized. Yeah. So like for us, like growing up in the UK, we're not experiencing the same things they're experiencing, but yeah. you can kind of relate to the, the hunger and the pain and the striving to make yourself better I think yeah. that's what like early Wu-Tang I think with Jizza he took it to another level of like it's stories it's concepts yeah. it's like world views philosophy religion like he really did take it up another level yeah yeah for sure Corey yeah. any views on that? 
completely agree with everything that you just said. I think it's, uh, I'm just trying to relate it to now as well and thinking about like Eminem album and just that whole discussion. And it is, it is battle rap essentially. Yeah. Mm. And there are still some, but this is, it's something deeper. Yeah. And I think like, like with the musicality, there's levels. Yeah, yeah. There's levels to it. And they're not afraid to, you know, as I'll go into what a bit like the Curious Boys is, but you know, as men, we generally don't talk about our feelings. Yeah. They've actually just laid it out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything. They've laid it bare. Yeah. And I mean, what, what, you know, what man wants to admit that he can't feed his family, do yeah. you know what I mean? But to put it out there on a record and yeah. to, to kind of, yeah open yourself up like that it's completely different unless you're yeah. ODB when, I don't know if you've ever seen that, <laughs> that really famous clip where he's on he's on TRL in the States with like Maya yeah, and yeah, Praz yeah. and there's one woman's like I got a question for ODB what you gonna do for the projects are you doing anything for the projects or anything for your neighbourhood yeah. where you grew up and he goes hold on hold on I got something to say nothing <laughs> it's so good and he bang on about food stamps at yeah. some point yeah. As well. yeah. Yeah. and he used to take even though he was a millionaire he used to take all of his yeah. kids to go and pick up their cheque yeah. from the government and yeah. he was just like I don't give a shit about it <laughs> the thing is though um, I also thought he was like a bit of a like uh, kind of figure of fun ODB but he's a, he was actually a really um, smart thinker and like he really saw the world kind of differently to people and he ended up really getting kind of paranoid about the government and how they interact in the states with people and again a lot of the stuff that yeah, he, he kind of said was bugged and stuff yeah, yeah and he was like he was kind of obsessed with this idea that he was being bugged yeah um and he also kind of was obsessed with this idea that the government had too much interaction with people and that they were manipulating the public. Yeah. And he said, I think 20 years ago, they're going to try and make black go against white and there's going to be like a race one in this country and we, you know, they need to realise that they can't do that because we're already out here having a good time. And like, so he was a real advocate for like integration and not dividing each other by race. And if you look at what's going on in the States, like there's, from both sides, there's a big element of like, we should try and like separate each other and... And um, I think he had a really kind of positive message of like, like trying to for, be together, man. It's been like that for so long in America, you know, having that divide. Yeah. And even in, um, I don't know what film it was, I think it might have been like the Malcolm X film or something where they were talking about the FBI and just like trying yeah. to infiltrate yeah. like, all loads of crack into like the, into the black community yeah, yeah. just again to have that divide. But I think there's, that's the case with anything nowadays. Yeah medical medicine you know it's all the kind of the med- pharmaceutical companies yeah yeah that kind of profit from the drugs so you only get a certain types of drugs in yeah, certain yeah, places. yeah. so it's you know the, we are controlled as yeah, much yeah. As we don't yeah. want to there's be. always an element of control isn't it yeah exactly um, but yeah, it's a little Deep. bit. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a little bit of a siphon. But again, this is the sort of uh, subject matter that Jizza would go into. And, and on Liquid Sorts, he does talk about kind of incarceration and, yeah. and stuff that goes on in the state. So it's interesting. Um, okay, I'm gonna give you uh, one of my favourite John Bass special scenarios here. This one's a hip hop one, so don't worry. It's nothing to <laughs> the, the most grotesque bits at the end of the show. So oh, stick around. If, I know this will be quite a long podcast, but if you can stick around to the very end, there's an absolutely horrific "Would You Rather." So stick with that. Um, okay, so. Um, I've got a scenario for you. Uh, Jizza approaches you and says... He did. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> in, a, in an unmarked hotel in Canada. And I got a t-shirt. <laughs> Ask Corey out for dinner. Yeah. So we'll go, we'll go with that. So now you've met him. He somehow tracks you down and says, look, I feel like you're a really cool guy. 
you know what you're doing. I like your taste in Cavassier. Uh, you look like you've got a nice trainer collection. Uh, you've got a nice tea. Yeah. <laughs> you're not doing much in a minute. Can you... Uh, <laughs> can, can you... Um, I want you to basically head up, executive produce my album. I need you to do three things. I need you to appoint a producer. It can't be RZA. I need you to uh, get a current rapper to feature on Iverse. When I mean current, I mean uh, it can't be a rapper that had an album out before, say, like 2005. I don't even know. Any. <laughs> Hip-hop died after okay. that. Well, basically, yeah. But, you know, there's a few, aren't there, yeah, that are out there. Yeah. And a current vocalist to do a chorus. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Hugh, you've, you've done a lot of research for the pod generally, so I feel like you've got prepared answers. <laughs> I so, don't know what you're talking about. And, and there's not multiple choice, so B is off the table, Kev. Uh... Stitch up. Okay, so... Right, okay. Man like you go. Okay. Go, you're in the hot seat. Um, so for me, yes, uh, he was producing back in the day, but he's still producing now. Yeah, there's no limit, just can't Yeah, be still dropping bangers. So it'd be Premier. Boom, Premier, Premier. Yeah, good choice. And I think, you know, recently... He came back with ASAP Ferg to prove he still got it. That was a tune. Um, yeah, that was a tune. Um, and yeah, you can just name endless tunes, can't you? Yeah. Which he's produced. So I'm going with Premier. DJ Strong. Premier. Um, so you want an MC? Yeah, current rapper. Right. I didn't realise there was like a cut-off point of 05 for the well, rapper. Well, I won't hold you to that. It I'm just gonna go can't with, be old school and I can't be in a Well, fight. I'm going to go with someone who... Uh, you know, was sort of around uh, mid to late 90s, but is still dropping bangers. Okay. So I'm going to put Royce to 5'9 on so the track. So strong. Royce, by the way... Yeah, he's underrated. He is massively underrated, and, and he is... Um, at the minute, he's putting out his... Be- like, he is genuinely yeah. got better. His verse on Caterpillar is... is insane. Yeah, oh, just yeah. kills it. Yeah. So his verse on "Not Alike" on M's new album as well is yeah. fucking incredible. He is amazing, my yeah. And his new album, like I can listen to from start to finish. Yeah, so, so strong. So, yeah, I think yeah, Book of Ryan, yeah, yeah, yeah go yeah. and buy that as well. Yeah. Really good album. So, I'm putting Five Nine on the track. So strong. It's, and also Preem and yeah. Five Nine have a history. Yeah, they, yeah, they've done a lot of stuff together. Yeah, big big tunes. Okay, this, I'm liking this. this right. So up. then for the vocal, yeah, um, I'm putting on. My boy, who uh, I've seen live, the modern day Prince, although you can't necessarily call him Prince, but I'm going with Miguel on the vocal. Boom, okay, I can see that. So, I I don't think people realise his talent. Um, Yeah. When you see him live, um, he's insane, yeah. So, the best thing about your lineup is I can talk about it a lot because I've actually seen all three acts. There you go. So I and like that's that, why I picked it... them. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually saw Preem did a show in London yeah. uh, in Fabric. This was back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and it was Royster 5 9 and Preem. There you go. And it was fucking epic. And Preem... If anything, they were dropping my tune that night. Exactly. Yeah, that was the debut of it. Um, <laughs> just and... needed Jizzer. Well, that's it. We just needed him there. And um, yeah, Miguel is also amazing and very good live. Like, and yeah, yeah. I'm with you. He's... Um, He's a very talented guy, and the music that he's put out, I think, is excellent. He's a little bit underrated, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a little bit underrated. I really, I really rate him. Um, cool, I'm going to give you some more time. So I'm going to. I thought about this 
kind of briefly when I was putting the question together. Um, I immediately thought of Preem because I just thought, I yeah. genuinely think pound for pound he's the best yeah. hip-hop producer yeah. of all time. Yeah. And people forget how many like ridiculous tracks he's produced. And he has produced for the very best artists in hip-hop. Yeah. Like he and it's timeless. Like yeah, his production's amazing. It's sort of like you can instantly recognise that it's him. Yeah. But none of the beats sound the same. Yeah. Like the guy's amazing, and he doesn't um, he doesn't prepare beats. So if say for example, if you're Jay Z and you rock up at the studio, he hasn't got like a, a library of beats. He's pre-made. He will make them for you to yeah. order. Yeah. That is next level like genius yeah. to me. Like it's it's up there with kind of like Jay Z where he just he doesn't uh, he doesn't write anything. He just rocks up. He just rocks up and uh, goes from there. So it's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, but also, um, like, you know, I love scratching. Yeah. And, but sometimes it can sound dated. Yeah, for sure. And it, it just does not, with him, it is, you know, it's on point every time. Just as a side note, what is your favourite um, preem, like, what would be one of your favourite preem instrumentals? Oh, just as man. a side note. I don't know. I'm, put, I'm putting you on the spot there. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. Um, I mean, the racking ones are ridiculous. Like when I'll be on the mic and stuff. Yeah, I really um, like that. But um, I'm pretty sure he did Invincible, right? CNN. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's the one for me. That's the one, and and it's more. Um, <laughs> that tune for me means a lot because uh, I, growing up, like. Basketball came with hip hop. Yeah. Fashion came with hip hop, and uh, so did Amon mixtapes. And that was one of the uh, the tunes, like which just was on the mixtape. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going with CNN. Yeah. It's a big tune. I'm just gonna let this rinse out. Yeah. yeah. It's It's incredible. And um, basically, just to let everyone know, all the tracks that you hear featured in the background and, and tracks we talk about will be on the uh, Notorious Podcast Joints playlist on Spotify. So if you're not already following that, follow that. I'll send out the link again so you can have a listen to that. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, mate, it's good. Good choice. Really good choice. That's the one. Yeah, strong. I think he's killed it. Yeah, smashed it. <laughs> I think he's killed it. To be honest with yeah. you, I don't even know if there's any reason come to on. come back. No, yeah. come on. Honestly, I'm. Well, I can give you an alternative. How about, can we go with the dated version? <laughs> we'll go with the old man version. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can give no, you, I'm serious. I, I can give you my version, because originally I thought Preem. Yeah. And then I thought about it, and I thought, okay, Preem is like an amazing producer, probably the best hip-hop producer of all time. But who is the, the most likely to get the most out of Jizza production? And I was thinking, who's the most like Rizza production point? And I thought, okay, so samples... But not Kanye samples where they're like pitched up necessarily to the point and they're a bit more like overproduced. Yeah. So I thought my boy Alchemist. Okay, that's Cause, strong. Because yeah, Alchemist yeah. is like works with Mob Deep, so he's got that grit yeah, and that yeah, edge. Yeah. And I think yeah. that he would be he would be yeah. a good match for the Wu Tang sound. Yeah. That's and true. I think he would do a good job. Um, I would then also pick uh, Joey Badass, nice. New York rapper. Uh, again, got that grit. I know that he uh, is a big fan of Wu Tang. He's also worked with Premier, so I know that he can. He will work with the old heads, and he's like yeah, prepared to do that. Yeah. And he's got a lot to say, and he's done. He's done tracks that have content, and I think he would be a good. I feel like they could do a good like Jizza and Joe Badass could do a good kind of now and then New York track together, yeah. which I think would be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, current vocalist, 
I think is a really hard one because it depends kind of what you're trying to to get to in terms of like how they'll be used like in the in the track. If you want someone to kind of just sit in the car, yeah, what just, hook do you want? Yeah, yeah or if you want them to be kind of all up front and a yeah. bit busy and maybe have their own verse, and then it's got to fit Wu Tang. Wu Tang generally don't have like featured vocalists, so yeah, you want someone that kind of that sits in the mix, and I think that is quite difficult to to find someone of that of that level but I would probably try and find a way to get Anderson Pack in the mix okay is that because you saw him live <laughs> yeah because it really helps my case although I've not seen Alchemist or Joey so yeah. Um, but yeah I just feel like he's such a versatile artist that I think he would be really interesting yeah uh, if I couldn't get him I'd get Sid from the internet because I think she's she's amazing yeah. and I think she's talented enough to fit into that group of artists so yeah they would be my three the only um if I had to replace Royce like with a so-called modern yeah. rapper, I think J. Carl would fit yeah, the mix. I mean, J. Like, Carl's incredible. Yeah. I um, was gonna go with it's J. that Carl. old school sound, yeah. like you know, mid to late nineties sound, but yeah. it's relevant. Of, I mean, it's a side question. Of the artists that are out now, is J. Cole the best? Because I think he's the best rapper in the world right now. But again, it's, it's for, for yeah, in terms of. Hip hop. I'm not yeah. talking about like the because yeah, like yeah. numbers are irrelevant to me. Who is the yeah. best rapper who's active right now? Yeah, I, I, I personally would say J Cole. Yeah, a lot I would. of people would be like Kendrick or whoever, but J Cole for me would be. Yeah, do you know what I like Kendrick? But it's um, it's a I, I, it, it's a certain sound. I don't think yeah. it would. I don't think lyrically. I don't think he he's not going to change the game. Do you know yeah. what I mean? J Cole. Is an intelligent rapper. Yeah. Um, you know, it's what you want, isn't it? Like, what mood are you in? What vibe do you want? For sure. Um, I, do you know? I'll give up. You got to give some props to uh, Ocean Wisdom, man. Yeah, yeah. UK rapper. He is serious. Yeah, he's he great. Certainly knows what he's doing. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? If we're gonna flip it like that, I'd have my guest rapper as Kalashnikov. Because <laughs> oh he would fucking tear yeah. up a Wu Tang joint. Yeah, he would be fucking next level. And I've been really listening to the sagas of Kalashnikov recently. Again, kind of picked it back up, and um, it's next level. Like it's yeah. fucking brilliant. And I kind of feel like imagine Kalashnikov and Jizza on an Alchemist track. <laughs> Holy shit, that's next level. <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind Just of on need that. To sign, uh, well, start a label now. That's it, mate. We'll, yeah. we'll be there. We've got a label. Okay, Corey. Your time has come, bro. Man, I can't... Honestly, I've been trying to rack my brains and think a little bit left field. Yeah. And even to the point where you're looking at, like, classical producers. Yeah. Just to change it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. Because I think that's what... Again, just listening to the levels that Wu-Tang bring. Yeah. I know they did a little album, Wu-Tang does... Uh, no, was it classic? There's Wu Tang. Yeah. was classical. Like a like a mashup. There was a real mashup, and it was just incredible. Just to hear again, different uh, how an orchestral performance would adapt to Wu Tang, and I like that mashup side of things. And I think they could bring a certain element. Yeah. Of newness. Yeah. But That's interesting. Yeah. Just a different spin on it versus going down like a uh, try and make something like they've done like before. a hip hop like the hip hop route. Yeah, it's interesting because I just I, yeah I just I so Lud- Ludwig van Beethoven producing could be. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? As he, even if he could one of RZA's partners just like get Tarantino to just 
work on it. Yeah, that'd be cool, yeah. Just, again, completely similar mindset, but from a different, different angle. Viewpoint. So yeah. I'm kind of all about bringing something left field to the party. Yeah. Um, but in terms of your choices, I can't... I, you go with that, I don't yeah. think there's anybody better to kind of work on a, an album. Yeah, fair. For, the, for them. The current rapper... J. Cole's new for, he's new for me to be yeah, honest with you yeah. he is new for me because I'm all about the old school as, as you keep guys keep mentioning <laughs> um, yeah but Jay Z's pretty new for you don't he Cole? <laughs> <laughs> oh, god man you guys are killing me <laughs> take another sip of the Kavassi <laughs> okay so right well, we'll, t- we'll take it. I think, I think we've got some good detail on that. So yeah. that's a pretty, some pretty good options there. Um, okay, so at the end of each episode, what I try and do is... is well, we originally had a leaderboard, but yeah. I think it's just too busy to kind of like work out who's in third place, who's in fourth place. So basically, I want to change the format. Uh, cause my podcast do I like. Um, it's now Winner Stays On. So nice. Yeah, well, Gaz, Gaz is sort of the side man in this project, uh, <laughs> and he's like taking he's trips Vegas, to Vegas, right? and he's never available. <laughs> he's too he's too busy like with his career and walking his dog. So um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just do my. I've gone rogue, Gaz. Sorry, sorry, mate. And you've sold your house and you're moving to Carl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Kenilworth or any other yeah. area. That's, that's nice. Um, so yeah, basically, it's going to be winner stays on. So every time uh, the, the current number one is thirty six chambers. So every album we review, basically, will it top all that? Um, I think it's fair to say that that, <laughs> that an individual Wu Tang record cannot be better than the Origin yeah, record. So not well, I'm not going to dwell on that point because uh, let's be honest, thirty six chambers is the bomb, son. So yeah. it's not it's not going to beat that. So thirty six chambers is winner stays on and remains the the champion of the playground. Um, okay, so like I said, we're going to put all the songs that we mentioned in the podcast onto the uh, Spotify playlist. Um, so if you just search for the Notorious Podcast Joints, um, you should find it. And I'll, again, I'll, I'll tweet the link out, so don't, don't forget that. Um, it's been an interesting moment in hip-hop right now. A um, couple of things. I'll try and put it in kind of time order. Uh, Eminem's album, Out of Nowhere, literally just dropped out of nowhere. Kamikaze, artwork's kind of Beastie Boy-esque. He's kind of going off on the state of hip-hop at the moment. He's, he's, he's sent for quite a few people. Uh, I'd like to get your boys' view on, on what's going on with that. Eminem's album. Kamikaze, what, what, what's your vibe? My vibe is um, that he's back. Um, the only criticism I would have is that you may as well remove all the beats and any hook. No, yeah. Eminem don't need a hook for a yeah. start. Um, but yeah in terms of his lyricism and his rhyming like capability yeah. um, I mean he's on point isn't he he's back like no one comes close who is currently like releasing stuff um, but yeah like I said for me um, sometimes his flow doesn't match a beat Yeah. Um, but then I don't think any because he's spitting so quick and what he's saying is just so ridiculous that yeah. I don't think many producers or could 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 make a beat to, yeah. to match it. Um, so yeah. Um, he's called people out and he'll win. Yeah. But 
you may as well just spit an acapella because there's yeah. no point for a beat. I hear you. I, I think, um, and I want to go into this in a bit more detail, but like the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah. Uh, one of the points that Budden makes that I do agree with is M has just been r- rapping a bunch, rhyming a bunch of words yeah. for a long time and not made songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he always had that like amazing ability to like yeah. give you and bend words and give you something that was like kind of funny at the same time as being interesting. But there was always a kind of core to the song. It always had like a bit more of a, this is what the song's about. And it might just be, I fucking hate everyone at the minute. Yeah. But it would make sense. Was I do feel like his later stuff is like technically on another fucking planet to anyone that's ever existed. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily hit as hard as his earlier stuff because it doesn't have anything to say. And I think that was Budden's main point yeah. on the podcast, which I, I do agree with that. No, I completely agree. And it's that element of he's no longer a poor bloke from a exactly. trailer park. He's like this rich, you know. I think once you, you've made your money, um, maybe you do lose that element yeah. of grit to and yeah, desperation in, yeah. in your sound and what you're producing. But, yeah. Um, in, yeah, in terms of, you know, I mean, standing on the stage in front of someone else, he's just going to like tear him apart. Yeah. But Yeah, so cool. What's your, what's your first view on this new ML? When it when it dropped, you boys were blowing up um, like no one's business. <laughs> I, I was honestly, I listened to the ringer, the first track, which is what you can hear in the background. I was fucking blown away because I haven't. I'll be honest, I really like Eminem, Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah, it ended for me after that. Those two albums yeah, yeah. are up there with the first album, the best album. Right? Yeah, by yeah. far, and then Marshall Mathers is the second yeah. best. And so I've been away basically from him yeah. for that whole time, and everyone's like fanboy. Yeah. And, and he became like a global star, and I was a bit like, mm, his yeah. legacy's there, but I don't really care. So I hadn't heard him, and everyone's like kind of slagging him off. And then I kind of, they were going, hip hop's gone through this massive change where it's like rappers just rapping about bullshit. Uh, hip hop's just about like just make a hit it's not about what hip hop's about for me the beats have changed it's all about the vibe and I hear this oh it's not a vibe yeah, but hip hop used to be a, a message and a vibe why Why can't you have both um, so I kind of heard this album and it, for me it felt like the only person in hip hop from that old generation rather than sit in a studio and moan when they get interviewed and go oh this new generation they don't respect the old generation he's the only one who's gone out and gone alright then I'll fucking show you I'm better than you and he's actually put it on the line and gone, not only can I just sit here like an old rapper and go, oh, new hip-hop's not as good as old hip-hop. He's like, I'll fucking show you that I'm better than you. Yeah. And I really respect him. And I, f- I wish other older rappers would come out and make records and prove that they're better. It's yeah. easy to say. It's like Pele now when he goes, oh, yeah, Messi's not as good as me. <laughs> I know he can't prove it. because he's not. Because he, phys- exactly. <laughs> he, he physically can't do it. But a rapper can make a record right now. Yeah. Any of these old rappers who complain about these new rappers could put records out now. Yeah. You know what? My, and I fair my, play there, man. My feeling is, you don't need to do it. I know. You, you're better than that. You don't need to kind of spend all of your time talking about other people. You've done that. You've proved it. You've yeah. been into the Detroit, Detroit clubs and fought your way up through battle rap after battle rap after battle rap. And, yeah. and that's what I'm saying that I said earlier. You know, battle rappers, they're just talking about, they've got nothing else to say apart from yeah. other people's beef. And I would rather just hear something real about him. You know, obviously, he talked about a recovery album. Yeah. Didn't go too well because it yeah. was shocking. Yeah. But I'd rather him say, come out and say something. 
versus, yeah. I mean, I don't even care about what the new rappers are versus the old rappers. Yeah. You know, we've already had a conversation about this and we're like, we're not into the new rap. Yeah. Or, or a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. But there's some beats that are kind of cool, but not necessarily. But it's a different generation. And I was speaking to Chris, who's on our hip hop little podcast, and we were saying, yeah, it's just it's just a different area. Yeah, yeah. A different yeah. era. We kind of need to just, all the old rappers, just let it go and they're kind of just new rap yeah. go with it. You just got to see it as like different it's, genres, basically. Yeah, so don't and compare moved them. On. Yeah. So he, he doesn't need to come out and spend all that shit loads of money and kind of just get into a beef with a load of kids. Yeah. It's like me going to the secondary school and looking for, <laughs> picking a fight with one of the kids out there. It's yeah, like, you're right. You, you get your point? head kicked in, it's no point. <laughs> <laughs> a kickaway stick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, not with my man Hugo and his walk on music. Well, still, well, yeah. you haven't got no Listen. walk on music, mate. Ke- Kevin just go down there going, you start on Corey and he'll just go, B, B, B. <laughs> Option B. I uh, think the problem is as well, like from a personal per- perspective, it's nice to actually have a beef. Yeah, right? mate, it's been totally. a while since a beef's been going on, but yeah. it is. But, but it's like, I'm like, go on, like, go on Hot ninety seven or whatever, and, and just, do it just drop yeah. a two minute like verse. Yeah. Don't so like some of the hooks on the album are horrendous. A, a poor. But would you, okay, so M dropped this album. Obviously, dissed a lot of people. One of the people that he dissed in, in a big way was MGK, <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, who's yeah. now released a diss, yeah, which is good. Which is really good. Yeah, I listened yeah. to it and I was like, I this say, guy's good, man. Can I just say, who? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Listen, I have never heard of him. I'm not even gonna lie. I like hip hop. I have no he's idea. He's a skateboarder, hip hop. Yeah, who these dudes? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, no idea. He's um. He's kind of yeah, like alternative rockery ish yeah. hip hop. Like, um, he looks, M, like, he M looks was like a slimmed down, beefed up, six foot three, slim shade. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> what was the dude, Missy Elliott and Timberland? What, who was the, the one hit wonder? Oh, Bubba Sparks. Bubba Sparks. Bubba Sparks. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I was thinking, Bubba Sparks yeah. about 25 stone, wasn't it? Really MGK slimmed MGK down. He's a slimmed down version Maybe of Bubba Sparks. He was farming at the time. Yeah. Exactly, and that's <laughs> what he's doing in his, in his Do you know what? video. I, yeah, Absolute I agree with bullshit. you, but... If you're going up against one of the greatest ever, fair play to you. If you're going to try and take on Eminem, like, yeah. at least he's... He's addressed or attempted to address a lot of what M's said. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought, to be fair, wh- whoever in hip hop attempted to do that would be brave. <laughs> He's a brave man. He's a brave man. And um, I fair play to him. And the reason that I fair play him is because, also in the Joe Budden podcast, Budden claimed that Budden had been better than Eminem this whole entire decade. Now, not possible. Joe Budden, you're not going to listen to this, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you some, some facts right now. You had one hit, which was Pump It Up. And now, I, I, now look, I'm not going to do the classic thing, you had one hit, he sold 100 million records. Because it's not about that, and I, I agree with that. So it's about uh, your artistry and your ability and your talent as a rapper. If you were that good, you would come out of retirement and prove it. Otherwise, it's just fucking hot air. It's like me saying, well, I could have put out a diss against Eminem and be better than him, but I'm retired as well. I gave, up, I gave up the rap game like Budden, 10 years ago. calling you out. I, I will go up against you, Budden. You've got nothing on me for a start because you don't know who I am. Uh, so I beat you on that front. And I know loads about you because I've got Wikipedia, so deal with that. Uh, no, but like, in a serious point, it would be like me saying, uh, I could absolutely batter Anthony Joshua in a fight, but I'm retired. <laughs> it's, it's pathetic if you genuinely but, think you can be if you can best Eminem and you're yeah. saying if I did I would absolutely yeah. batter him if I released it he wouldn't want it if I did this if I did that 
to me that's so embarrassing like it's so cringe it's like you're reliving your youth like oh, I've been better than you this entire time you haven't you haven't been better yeah. than him and you wouldn't win and if you think you could prove it like just come and prove it's it it's funny you should say that actually because um, you got bars <laughs> not come on let's, let's bring it bring it Hugo's well, got myself, battle bars but um, I did hear on a recent radio show that um, you may be dropping a new album John Mate, it's in, it's in the works. Ooh, so, uh, yeah, I heard that too. Maybe you're going to call Eminem out on the new album. No, I'm, I'm Team M. <laughs> I'll, I'll call Biden out all day. Cool. Yeah, call yeah. him out. Do you know what's going to... Hopefully, it will backfire, but hopefully this, this podcast and my career goes through the roofs and someone digs this up <laughs> and goes... Do you remember when you said this about Joe Budden? And yeah. then uh, that would be an awkward conversation. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll just get right in the bars now, just in case we ever have to meet face to face. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Something yeah, better so, than research, mate. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll just ask you to do that for me, mate. Don't no worry. problem. <laughs> I'll get Kev. B! I'll get Kev. B! 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 B. Well, that's the organisation that we're working in. Strategy. Yeah. yeah. Research yeah. development. Yeah. Black leather gloves. Sometimes yes, you've yes, got to be curious. Yes, mate. yes, yes. Kev, yeah. what, what do you think about? Okay, I'm going to ask you a question now. What do you think about being labelled a yes man? That's a bit harsh. He's a B man. He's a B man, man. exactly. Okay, so Kev, you can get involved in this one because this is for all uh, all guys out there that listen. I mean, women, you're welcome to join in this in this uh, podcast, but this one's. I kind of thought about this as, uh, as a men's question, but I suppose it does work both ways. Okay, here's a scenario for you, boys. Would you rather that every time you sneeze, you also ejaculate, yeah. or every time you ejaculate, you shit yourself? <laughs> I've already done it. What, one of these answers? <laughs> All over Hugo's nice new chairs. <laughs> it's a quiet... Let's hope quiet. the wife's not listening. <laughs> okay, so for me, it's one of them, isn't it? Like... I yeah. guess if you're sneezing I'll in sneeze. public places, like so, yeah. put it this way: if you, you'd like to think you're ejaculating in the privacy of your own home, so yeah. you could you could forward plan that and go, yeah, let's get down to business. <laughs> or if you're relieving yourself, I'll just do it in the bathroom. You don't want to shit but you, stuff, do you? It, yeah, true. But then it, if you're out in public and you sneeze, and then you're just like, oh, I've just... what smells the most? <laughs> good point. It's good. Well, I think you've got to relate it to uh, to you know the ejaculation yeah right so everyone has the occasional sneeze sure where it probably goes off when it shouldn't go off right right so to speak yeah yeah but at least you can nine times out of ten you can control your sneezes true right true okay yeah. but no yeah. one wants to shit themselves no so true it's got a BA mm. yeah but then you never just to play devil's advocate I would say B, and, but I'm going to lay on this one <laughs> well this oh, is the question one and two you can, tell, oh, oh, you can oh, tell the missus I'm just going up for a quick sneeze <laughs> no problem get the tissues out yeah I mean if you're trying for a baby it's a lot quicker way to, to do it isn't it just like I'll just put some dust up there that was something um, but then just to play devil's advocate like you can control um, the times when you ejaculate. It's not involuntary, whereas a sneeze is involuntary. So if you're just like, I don't know, like you guys have got kids, yeah? You pick up the kids from school and then you sneeze and someone's like, why have you, what is that in your shorts? And you're just like, oh, it's a... It's either they think you've pissed yourself or that you've come in your pants in front of kids. Yeah, true, true. Pedo but, shit. But on the flip side of things, if you... If you shit yourself every time you ejaculate, it's gonna yeah, it just wipes out the enjoyment of ejaculating. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sex gets very messy, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, so you may as well it. write it off. Yeah, wipe it off. Be celibate for the rest Forever. of your life. Yeah, well, yeah. Get married, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots, shots. 
fired. Yeah, if Corey's wife listens to this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shots fired, literally. Yeah. Let's start with beef. Yeah, there's a new beef. Corey's releasing a diss record to his wife tomorrow. <laughs> He's going to release a secret album on Spotify and then drop a diss record to his missus. One well, of my best man is here as well. Oh, exactly, perfect. <laughs> We're going back to St. Lucius to film the video. <laughs> yeah, just be like Big Pimpin', like Jay Z yeah, on the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a kayak, though. Kev's just big bum with the, with the towel around his head. In a kayak. <laughs> They're not the, uh, one of Snoop's X-rated videos, anyway. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right, boys, well, look, that um, really highbrow... I mean, like, so what I love... we there, yeah? We, well, no, we always go with okay. B. We always yeah, go with B. B, yes, yeah. Um, in fact, I think that might be the title of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to go with B. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, obviously, it's uh, Jizz of the Genius, so we've gone for a really highbrow uh, final part of the podcast but um, <laughs> it's been really good boys thanks very much for joining me it's a pleasure have you enjoyed it I really enjoyed it really enjoyed it yeah, been think, uh, it's been good isn't it mm. it's been good nice to get out of the studio yeah yeah nice to take it on the road or two. Yeah. podcast on the road absolutely mate we'll take it it's going to be it's global, global one day mate. exactly yeah um, okay, so look, if, if this is your first time listening and you don't already, then you can uh, follow us on Twitter because I do a lot of updates on when the new episode's going to be out and what's going on. And we're going to launch this new campaign to get Cuban Links Platinum. Um, so it's at Notorious P underscore O underscore D. Um, if you want to find us, we're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Just search for The Notorious P dot O dot D. Um, and obviously, if you've enjoyed the episodes, then please rate, leave reviews. Um, it really does help because... Basically, the way it works is we'll be higher up the viewing chart the more views and, and likes we get. So just just do that. Um, boys, do you want to share your socials, Core? Do you want to share your social media, mate? Do you know? That yeah. So you can follow us at on Twitter at Curiously Being, always on there, twenty four seven. Instagram, we are the underscore curious underscore boys underscore club. What else you got? You got a million things. We're a million things. We're doing everything. You got a new venture. What's this, the music stuff that you're gonna be doing? We're like going to be doing? We're going global. We're supporting the likes of uh, the man like Bass. Big up on his career, on his new venture, stepping forward. So we're all about promoting and sharing. And been like the Wu Tang. I was listening to it. I was thinking, you know what? It sounds. It's having that strategy. It's having that plan in place where you've got a core group of people and you can really build a vision and set something set something alight. Got so many people doing stuff in the group within the Curious Boys Club network. And it's just about helping and building that on. Mate, for definite. So we've definite. got this agency and we're building it and we're going strong. So keep, keep a watch out. Absolutely. If you want to follow me, uh, I've got a few different things. Obviously, I mentioned the Notorious POD. Um, you can follow me at the Real John Bass. Uh, it's the same on Twitter as it is on Instagram. Um, I have a radio show on a Monday um, on Unity Extra. If you just go to www.unityextra.com, uh, my show's every Monday, seven till nine. It's uh, called the Throwback Show. It's old school R&B and hip hop. Um, and I'm going to announce officially soon, but I have another really exciting show on a radio station called Pulse 88. Um, it's going to be starting in a few weeks on Thursday nights from 11pm. It's going to be a real raw hip-hop show. It's going to be playing uh, 90s golden era hip-hop, as well as introducing some new artists uh, that are making a similar sort of sound and continued that legacy, and also playing some UK hip-hop as well from, from that golden era. So if you like real, what I refer to as real, boom-bap, proper, lyrical uh, hip-hop, um, then check out that show. More details to follow on my on my Twitter and Insta and all that good social stuff. So, boys, thank you very much. 
It's been a pleasure. We're now going to watch England versus Spain. Watch England struggle to get possession uh, <laughs> and get past and everyone slag off Harry Kane as usual. Um, yeah. uh, not me though, because uh, years for life, you guys will. So we are going to live the dream. Um, thanks very much and hopefully you'll join us for the next episode. Peace. Peace.